This is KSFL LP Portland, Portland Radio Project on 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. I'm your host, Luke Neal, and I have a very special drop-in session this afternoon with singer-songwriter William Fitzsimmons. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, first, on the top of the show, uh, i got to give a shout-out to Kevin Patterson, who about a decade ago introduced me to your music during a listening party. Uh, these were pre-streaming days, so... Hmm. Went to the local record store, bought everything that you'd released. So I'm a longtime fan. I love what you do. So uh, it's quite a treat for us. Thanks a lot. That means a lot. Thanks. So you're playing tonight. You've been on tour. You were just in Seattle last night. Uh, you've been on the West Coast for a handful of days now. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, uh, you know, kind of we're we're crawling through the uh, the Midwest to making our way uh, making our way west on 80 and. Uh, yeah, yeah, hit Vancouver, and now we're, we're going down the coast. Well, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about. Uh, you just hit a really interesting anniversary with your tour manager, which I think is super cool. I'll give you a shout-out because, uh, as you know, the music business relationships are not always that. Yeah, I mean, if you make it over a couple <laughs> weeks, it's like a it's like a 40-year marriage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's been really great helping this uh, all get set up. But before we dive into that and details about tonight's show, I would like to uh, play for our fans uh, the first single you released off of Mission. Bell, Secondhand Smoke. Can you give our listeners a, a peek behind the curtain of maybe what inspired this track? Yeah, it, well, the whole uh, record, like every song and record I've ever made, was uh, based off of a, uh, a, a rough experience. That's, that's <laughs> kind of what I do. But um, uh, no, th this one, um, it basically came from the idea of uh, uh, not being able to kind of get out of a, um, a fog and a haze of influence that you've been in for um, for a long time. And so the uh, you know the the secondhand smoke metaphor kind of kind of works in that just something that you literally no matter how hard you try to wash it out of your clothes or you don't know, get through that that fog um, you have trouble getting to the other side. It's a great track off of William Fitzsimmons' Mission Bell. Uh, just came out. It's pretty new, September of 2018. If you hadn't heard it yet, uh, you're insane. Go put this on your playlist right away. William Fitzsimmons' Secondhand Smoke here on Portland Radio Project. <laughs> White sky, light through a sliding glass door I woke up, washed off the second-hand smoke The second-hand smoke Time did what time does Burned all the days and years and Washed off the second-hand smoke The second-hand smoke
Secondhand Smoke by William Fitzsimmons. He is on tour right now, currently supporting Mission Bell, his new record, the North American tour to be exact. Uh, you're playing tonight at the Old Church, doors open at seven, and you're sharing the stage with uh, Eddie Berman. Oddly enough, when I was setting up for today, I was in the back and I was like, oh, he's giving us some swag. And uh, I was like, I'm going to put this up in honor of tonight's show. Eddie's a, Eddie's a cool guy, man. He's a good guy. Very, very talented uh, banjo player. And he's, he's old school in like the right way. It's kind of neat. So uh, have you stopped by the venue yet? No, no. We just we actually just rolled into rolled into town like an hour ago. Oh, right on. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, hopefully this can feel like a little bit of a break from the road, even though you're doing press. Uh, <laughs> it's one we're outside of. We're not in the van. Yeah. So this is essentially like a holiday right now. Yeah. And it was like sunny on the way into the studio. Like I'm, and it's then beautiful. the clouds in the last hour. That was man. Outside, well, coming out of Seattle, I mean, it just seeing the sun a little bit was like a. It felt like a present, so, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice. You've got some good weather for this yeah. time of year, for sure. Uh, well, tonight at the Old Church, it's, uh, like we said on, on the phone last week, it's the perfect venue for Mission Bell. Uh, for folks who haven't listened to our uh, interview, we've got a, a nice 23-minute long interview on PRP.FM. You can check that out before you come to the show tonight. Uh, but we talked about the ambiance of the Old Church, and that yep. matches uh, the ethereal vibe of this record. I want to give props to uh, Adam Landry, the producer. Uh, he's also in tour with you talk to me about that creative process and getting hooked up with him yeah well i've uh, i've been doing this long enough now where i've had the pleasure of working with many different producers and i wouldn't disparage any of them i've been really lucky that i've had a lot of people that um had very good very good minds for music and and um without exception knew what i was trying to do um with the records because there's a there's a communicative element to it um, there's a very emotional element to it, obviously. So you 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 have to consider that when you're making this kind of music. It's not just about like let's make it <clears throat> loud and good. You know, there's there's also we need to make a you know make a feeling. Um, and we're, working with Adam was the most special of all those because I think he got that more than anyone else has with me. And um, it, it was a difficult point in my life that I was making that record and to be frank i mean he was just as much of a of a mentor and a therapist um as he was a music producer i mean we <clears throat> it's not an exaggeration to say that we actually spent time together and and talked just as much if not more than we sat inside the studio and, and played instruments um so I, I i'm really really i'm really proud of this record just for that because it's like a it's almost like getting a tattoo um that that signifies a special experience that you went through that's when i look at the cover of the record when i listen to the to the songs when we play them um it puts me back into that place um of making the record with him was it uh it, like did you approach this record with a handful of songs that you knew was going to become this or, or was there something new interjected as you're working on some of these that you already demoed mm -hmm. well the 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 nickel version of the the thing is that this this is the second time that this record was made. Actually, there was a, a first time <clears throat> that it was made um, at a home studio, and um, because of some really unfortunate personal circumstances surrounding it, I actually had to scrap that uh, entire record, which was was strange, and I never thought I would ever do anything like that. Um, but it ended up being a really neat blessing because it was uh, even just pragmatically, it was almost like a, hitting a reset button and getting a you know getting a mulligan, getting a do over. And um, I got to look at all the things that were not 
good, were not ideal or authentic about the, the first one, um, start from scratch and do it the right way. If it, you know, if that makes, if that makes any sense. Do you think you appreciate this final product more having gone through made the record and now it's a uh, hundred times, a hundred yeah. times more. And uh, as, as brutal as all the, you know, the, the, the personal things were, it, it made, it makes the record and the songs even more special, if that makes any sense. I know sometimes it's hard um, because you, you know, when we listen to songs that, that mean a lot, I'm one of those people that if I'm going through a rough patch, I like find an artist or a record or a song that, that is very comforting to me, you know. Um, Amy Mann's last record was a big one for me recently, a mental illness. And, um, and sometimes when you grab onto music like that, it, you can kind of ruin it for the future for you, you know, cause then when, whenever you do heal, you can't listen to those, you know, those, those songs anymore. Yeah. 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 And, and that's okay. Maybe that's the purpose of it. Um, but, uh, no, for me, I, there, there's pain attached to it, of course, but there's also a sense of um, discovery and, and growth and, and joy. So um, I, I see myself enjoying this record and, and, and these songs probably for a lot longer than maybe even some of my older hmm. records. That's rad. Uh, it's the exact meaning of making a record. You've documented all that stuff. Documentation. That's exactly what it is. I love that word for it. And, and I love the idea of going to the studio and not being so precious about it even and saying like, this is a, uh, we're making a document and that will exist. And then we will, we will move on from it. We don't have to think about changing it or, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to rewrite the history of it. It's like there, that, that was a moment in time. And then we, you know, we, we move on. Artists have a hard time letting go of some stuff, especially younger artists. Mm -hmm. And uh, I forget who said it, but they said, until you put out a record, you have your whole life to make it. Yeah. And it's like, you got to release it sometime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're glad that you have, because next up on our uh, playlist here, we have 17 Forever, a uh, really amazing song. Uh, talk to me about the string production in this. Who wrote these pieces? So this is... Uh a friend of mine that I've been playing with for, for several years, her name is Abby Gunderson, and she's from um, near the Seattle area. And uh, she came in for a few days, and, and um, she's an interesting player because she can straddle both the, the violin and the fiddle <coughs> world. Same instrument, but a very different style of playing it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, again, I have to give credit to Adam because he created an atmosphere to where every musician, including me, that, that came in, it was that perfect balance of, uh, of freedom. Um, but, but support, you know, there was, it wasn't just like he set up a mic and said, do whatever you want, but it wasn't, you know, like him cutting into a take and saying, no, nope, that's bad. Let's not do that. You know? Um, and I think that when you respect someone's mastery, it gives them the ability to perform even, even better. You know, it's a delicate balance, but, um, you know, I, I think the strings help communicate the, um, uh, the, the tragedy in the song really well. I mean, say maybe it's cliche. I mean, but you know, when you put a, when you put a violin or a cello in a song, it, it, it truly does pull at some part of your emotions that no other instrument does. Yeah. First time I heard it, I was driving around Portland on a rainy night and it made me weepy. It's exactly what it's supposed uh, to do. That's it. it <laughs> job accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. This is, this is why I listen to your tunes. I want that moment. Uh, here it is 17 forever by William Fitzsimmons.
Fitzsimmons, uh, that's from Mission Bell, his brand new LP. You are my special guest this afternoon. Uh, you play in the old church. Want to remind some folks of that again. Doors open at seven o'clock. Uh, show starts at eight. Um, now, tell me about translating some of these songs. You live with them, you produce them, then you take them out on the road. Uh, how do they evolve for you, just from a personal standpoint and the way you, you look at them? Um I tend to, I, I sort of made a rule many years ago that the, the studio version and the live version are, 
are two entirely different animals. And that was really, it might be a rationalization uh, too, because then, then I don't have to bring out a full band all the time <laughs> and, and pay everybody. But um, I like I like the idea of uh, separating those. And, and it, I think it does, it does some neat things with giving you freedom in both arenas. So when I'm in the studio, when, when we're making the records, um, you don't have to limit yourself by thinking, oh, there's no way we can replicate this. How we, we can't have three violin players <clears throat> and, you know, two piano players on stage. Um, so I, I just, I don't care. If I'm in the studio, it's like, let's make the best version of this that we possibly can. And then when you do it live, um, instead of, you know, kvetching about the limitations, you like, you enjoy them. You're like, okay, like, uh, you know, tonight it's, it's Ali Moss and I on stage and we use the, the duo as a strength instead of a weakness. Like you can create some crazy space, um, and, and feeling, I think when there's just two people, it's an intimate, it's an intimate thing to, to watch, you know, um, and I think sometimes full bands, as great as they can be, they can sort of be a distraction in a way, you know? A lot, I'm not, to, I'm lot not having, to think about. Well, yeah, and I'm not having to go at anybody that does. I love playing with a full band as well. But um, anyways, it's um, there's something to me, I think, just growing up on folk music and, you know, watching like Carole King and James Taylor play together, there's something magic there that is sometimes lost whenever you throw more people on stage. Totally. Uh, I think one of the big musical heartbreaks for me of the last uh, five years is the Civil Wars breaking up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like they made so much brilliant stuff, and I love I them for that. I know. Yeah. Uh, but your music, I think, too, it um, it deserves attention, and it deserves a reverence that I think a, a stripped-down performance automatically invokes. I... I think too much especially at the local music level we go out and sometimes bands become background music and it's like we you know people put in blood sweat and tears well sure to spend well, some time yeah and i mean that, i'm not going to say that's not a, a bummer for me as a fan and a performer but you know it's uh you don't know you don't always get to choose how people are going to going to you know consume it so um it probably is unfortunate but uh uh you know it's okay i tend to think it Shows go the way that they're supposed to go. Yeah. And it's okay. I know? dig that. Uh, well, you are uh, kind enough to come in, bring your guitar, and uh, Ali Moss, you're going to perform a couple songs for us. What's the first one you got? Yeah. Um, so this is currently my favorite one on, on the new record. Uh, this is called Never Really Mine. Right on. This is William Fitzsimmons live on PRP. I'm not coming back for you 
never really mine. Aaron's in the corner, sitting on a filthy floor. As another comes to see her, I can hear them through the door all night. Now I walk beside the water. The sun begins to break. Twenty miles outside Boston. done William Fitzsimmons live on PRP with Ali Moss wow that's gorgeous <laughs> so great I, every time when she sings man I'm telling you when she sings like I I have to uh, I'm like I'm a fan of uh, legitimately she's she, she's she's an artist herself she writes yeah. amazing songs and literally like we'll be playing on stage and she'll s just sing something and I have to remind myself to keep playing and not just stop and just <laughs> stare at her. Like, that was really good. <laughs> There's worse traits to having a bandmate. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, man, that's the truth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah that's really gorgeous. Was that in uh, Dad Gad? Wow. Yeah. Okay, player. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, man, I'm a little addicted to... Uh, to alternate tunings, yeah. it makes the show take about three hours longer than it needs to because I just stand up there and tune the guitar yeah. the whole time. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, living the fun. life of the uh, popper stopper in the sound hole. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah, there's nothing quite like playing an acoustic guitar on stage and having it rumble out of your hands because the monitor <laughs> oh, is so is loud. <laughs> story of my life. Um, I, was, I was there's sometimes when we're setting up stage that I I, I tell myself that. You know, my next life, I'm playing the flute, and that's <laughs> yeah. it, man. Yeah, that's it. I don't understand how drummers do it. It's uh, I always feel bad for the drummers that are out there in the well, world. Well, drummers are messed up individuals, aren't they? I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? That's so they've kind already, of... you know, that's just the latest in their series of <laughs> bad decisions that that's, they've made. That's the given. <laughs> oh, right on. Well, Sorry, drummers. Yeah, we, we do love you. We love anybody who's out there creating. Uh, just a quick heads up if you're joining us right now. This is Portland Radio Project on PRP.FM and 99.1 FM, an independent station that plays local artists every 15 minutes. Uh, and we have a wonderful guest this afternoon. William Fitzsimmons and Ali Moss have been uh, with us this afternoon. Just played a beautiful track, uh, Never Really Mind, and now you've got uh, Angela for us and the listeners, right? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Another 
really great song off of the record. This one is... Thanks so much. Uh, I don't know why this would leave your set list for the next 10 years. Like, I don't think it I don't think it will. This yeah. is really amazing. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, will you take it away? William Fitzsimmons, live on PRP.
William Fitzsimmons with Allie Moss here live on Portland Radio Project with Angela. Uh, stellar rendition. I just Thank absolutely you. love that track. Thank you very much. Uh, well, we are coming to the end of the interview. I know we're going to get you to the old church. Uh, you got to do some load in pretty quick because uh, you're playing there tonight with uh, Eddie Berman. Doors open at 7, shows at 8 p.m. If you haven't got your tickets yet, I will put the link on the talk board at prp.fm. You can go snag them there. I believe there's tickets at the door. I believe so. Cool. Right on. Uh, any wishes or goodbyes before we send you off? No, this was a this was a pleasure, man. Thanks a lot. I can't thank you enough. This was uh, one of my dream come true interviews. So, uh, you, so glad to have you here. We're gonna send you off uh, with "Wait for Me." Uh, any parting words with this one? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> is that a helpful? Is that a helpful yep. bit of information? Yep. It's a good no, setup. no, it's a, no. This one's a, it's based off of a. Um, uh, a, a conversation, real, real conversation that, that took place between me and, and somebody else, and um, uh, no, it's uh, it, it, it's something that I've uh, I'm, I'm trying to learn about, which is you know when is it um, when is it the right time to move on, and when when is it um, time to hold on to something, you know, that it, for anything, not just relationships, but that's a difficult kind of wisdom to attain, and um, I uh, um, I don't know, I thought maybe writing a song about it would help me figure it out a little bit. It's another fantastic selection off of Mission Bell by William Fitzsimmons, uh, a great piece of work. So glad to have spent some time with you today. Allie, it was wonderful to have you here. Thank I didn't you. know you were joining us. Uh, hats off to you. Uh, really great performances today. Well, I've been your host, Luke Neal, reminding you to support and discover local music. This is William Fitzsimmons with Wait For Me.